Hello, and welcome to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. If you're not driving, get your pens, pads, and devices, and get ready to journey through God's Word together for the next few minutes. And if you can't make notes right now, be sure to save, download, or bookmark the podcast to listen again later. Oh, and don't forget to follow. Now, without further ado, here's Vanessa. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the My Bible Life Podcast where we do life together studying the Word of God. This is Vanessa Upkins. I am so happy that you're joining me. But before we get started, I want to ask you a favor. Would you like and follow this podcast and also share it with someone? It would mean so much to me. It would let me know if you are enjoying this Bible study, and I hope you are. You see, I'm new to the podcast world with a mission to encourage people to study the Bible. Okay, I thank you so much for sharing it. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. Today, we're going to be talking about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. We are in the book of Mark, chapter 3, verse 22 through 30. This is what we're going to be covering today, and I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. But before we get started, let's go to the Father with prayer. Father, we thank you for our time together with you as we study this word. I thank you for my friend, and I pray, Father God, that this word penetrates in our heart and that it will transform our mind and renew us into a new relationship with you. Help us to go on a deep dive with you today as you bring revelation to each and every one of us that listen to your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to start with the backstory. So if we go up a couple of verses here, we can see that Jesus has just appointed the 12 apostles. And starting in verse 20, it says, Then he went home, and the crowd gathered again, so that they could not even eat. And his family heard it, and they went out to seize him for they were saying he was out of his mind. So it picks up in verse 22, and this is what it says. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem was saying, he is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of demons he cast out demons. Verse 23, and he, meaning Jesus, called them to him and said to them in a parable, how can Satan cast out Satan? If the kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if the house is divided against itself, that house would not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and he is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter the strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then, indeed, he may plunder his house. Verse 28. Truly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven, the children of man, and whatever blasphemies they utter, But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never have forgiveness, but is guilty of eternal sin. For they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. So what do we see? What is all happening here? 
So we got a crowd of people. We have uh, Jesus' family coming out saying that he is um, is is definitely in, insane. He's you know lost his mind, and you have the scribes here that has came all the way from Jerusalem. The scribes saying something about Jesus. So it's it's almost like he selected his apostles and they are happy and then here comes Satan on the scene, okay? That's causing chaos and and so forth. All these people have these different views of who Jesus is. And I can't wait to we get further along in the chapters, he will make himself known and he will ask the, his apostles, who do you say that I am? Because everybody has this thought of who, he's, who he is. But my, my, my big thing is, is that his family did not recognize at the very beginning here and the statement that they made. I know that had to be very hurtful. But Jesus kept going. So then we have the scribes coming all the way from Jerusalem. So now the scribes are very educated. So these particular scribes are coming in and they are wanting to witness firsthand what Jesus is doing. They're wanting to discredit him in front of his following, the crowd of people. And how are they doing this? By saying in verse 22, it says, he is possessed by Beelzebul and by the prince of demons, he cast out demons. Okay, so I wanted to look that up. Beelzebul. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Beelzebub is mentioned first in the Old Testament, 2 Kings verse 1 and 2. There's a passage, I'm going to paraphrase. <laughs> there is a passage in a story about King Isaiah. He's the sixth king of Judea falling out of the window from his upstairs room. And he sends his messengers to inquire to Beelzebub to see if he will survive this injury. So you can study that out. You can read more about that. But anyway, Beelzebub was known as the god of Ekron. Ekron was a city that was inhabited by the Philistines which was later destroyed by the Babylonians in 603 BC under the leadership of Nebuchadnezzar. Beelzebub also means Lord of the Flies. In Hebrew and Jewish literature, the name is translated to mean Lord of the Dung, that's D-U-N-G, or Lord of Filth. And the Pharisees uses this Beelzebub to refer to uh, Jesus as the Prince of Demons, which is Satan. The other word that we want to look up is blasphemy. Blasphemy refers to great disrespect shown to God or to something unholy or to something said or done that shows disrespect to God. Also in the Old Testament, there is a great punishment for blasphemy. And there is a story over in Leviticus chapter 24 verses 10 through 16. So if you'll turn over to Leviticus chapter 24, verse 10 through 16, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it for you. But so this is about an Israelite's woman's son whose father was an Egyptian, went out among the people. And the Israelite's woman's son and a man of Israel fought in the camp. And 
the woman's son blasphemed the name of God and cursed. And so they brought him to Moses. And long story short, it was decided that they would stone this man to death. So if you read down in verse 16, it says, this is what the ruling is. Whoever blasphemes the name of the Lord shall surely be put to death. Okay, so we got the two vocabulary words um, just in case you're a new believer and you may want to know what does that term blasphemy, what does it mean, and what is Beelzebub? So let's go back to Mark chapter 3 and let's look in verse 23 to see how Jesus replied to the scribes. And this is what it says, verse 23. And he called them to him and said to them in a parable, how can Satan cast out Satan? If the kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house is not able to stand. Verse 26. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, then indeed he may plunder his house. Okay, so in verse 23, we see that Jesus calls his crowd, his disciples together to him, and he talks in form of a parable. And Jesus talks in forms of parable to get people to really, really think. And he's talking to his crowd, not necessarily talking to the scribes, Uh, He's talking for them to hear. And of course, they're still standing there listening. So Jesus uses four examples here. In verse 24, he talks about the kingdom, the kingdom being divided against itself that it cannot stand. In verse 25, he used the example of a house, a house being divided against itself. It cannot stand. In verse 26, he uses Satan been risen up against himself, which makes him divided. It He can't stand. And then he gives an example about entering into a strong man's house and plundering his goods. How can that happen unless he first binds up the strong man and then plunder his house is his illustration. So a great illustration to prove a point, how can Satan cast out himself? Okay, so in verse 28, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. So all sins will be forgiven that man commits all sins except one, and that is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Question is, who leads us to Jesus? Who tells us about Jesus? Who's the one that draws you to Jesus? The answer to that question can be found over in John chapter 15, verse 26. Jesus is telling the disciples about sending the Holy Spirit. It says, But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. So the Holy Spirit 
is the one that leads us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is who Jesus asked God the Father to send. The Holy Spirit is the one who testifies about Jesus. If we didn't have the Holy Spirit here today, there would be nothing, no one here to comfort us and to teach us and to lead and to guide us. So that's why it's important not to deny the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. That would be blasphemy. He's the only one that can lead us to Jesus. And then in verse 30, Mark tells us, he says, for they were saying he had an unclean spirit, which we know he did not. And Jesus proved his point with those examples, because as the people thought about it, Satan wouldn't rise up against himself and divide his kingdom. In closing, I just want to share one of my takeaways, and that has to do with the statement that Jesus made that no one can enter a strong man's house, steal his goods, unless he first binds the strong man, then indeed he may plunder his house. And this is exactly what Jesus did at crucifixion. Over in Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, it explains it so beautiful of what Jesus, Jesus was really explaining himself, what he's going to be doing at the crucifixion as we continue reading. Over in Colossians chapter 2, verses uh, 14, if you look over there, and I encourage you once you get there to go back and just kind of read that entire chapter. It talks about the freedom in our new life with Christ. But this is what happened at the cross. Verse 14, it says, and I'm reading from the NLT, New Living Bible. It says, He canceled the record of the charges against us and taken it away by nailing it to the cross. He meaning Jesus. In this way, he, Jesus, disarmed the spiritual rulers and authority. Who is that? Satan, okay? He shamed him publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So Jesus is the person who went into the strong man's house and plundered it. Okay. So in this, he is talking about himself and this is what Jesus did at the cross. So he defeated the enemy and he redeemed us at the same time. We are so grateful. Make sure you remember to do the study questions. Number one, what is God saying to me? When we read this and we study together, what is God saying to your heart? What is he saying to your mind? Is there anything in your life that you want to change or correct? If so, what? Question number three. What area of my life do I desire to see change? Number four, how can I apply what I learned today to my life? And number five, what is my action plan? What is my plan and when will I start? We look forward to seeing you again on next week. And don't forget to follow the podcast. Don't forget to share it with a friend. Don't forget to like it. And I would love if you would write a review. It would encourage me so much. Thank you so much. We'll see you again next week. You've been listening to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. We pray you have been blessed by the word today. This weekly series was created to increase your faith, encourage you in your walk with him, and to give you inspiration to continue moving forward with confidence toward fulfilling the work he has already begun in you. Since you're already here, we invite you to follow, share, 
download and help us to reach more people to join in with us. Let's share the love and his word so that they too can be blessed by the My Bible Life podcast, currently on Spotify, Audible, and Podbean.